everyone, and welcome to another episode of Self-Help Witch. Self-Help Witch is all about supporting your sacred work, whether that's your inner work of becoming your most authentic self, working through your shadows, and understanding yourself or your professional material work, bringing your visions to life. Self-Help Witch is here to help with astrology and digital business and, of course, self-help topics. Today we're digging into how to trust the process. And I'm going to be honest, this is a total 180 from what I was going to do today. I had a whole other episode already recorded, already edited, and last night I just realized I needed to do something different. And you know, that's kind of the theme of this whole episode, (laughs) because really what I'm going to do is kind of take you behind the scenes of how self-help which got from where it was to what it is now in hopes that it will help you trust your own process. Because let me tell you, I never had it all figured out. In fact, I rarely knew where I was going next, (laughs) what I was really doing. I was just trying things and seeing what worked and what excited me. I think that has been so key to me not giving up, to be honest with you. And I know so many of us have incredible ideas. We have this passion. We have this vision for our lives. And we want to bring that into the material world. We want to make it a reality. But we stop ourselves because we don't think it's going to work. In other words, we don't trust our process. And so we give up. And what I want to do today is offer you a pep talk, really, of how to trust yourself, how to trust your process, and how to not give up. So this came up for me yesterday because there was a full moon in Aquarius. And this was the last full moon with Saturn in Aquarius that we'll get for the next 30 years. You might remember Saturn entered Aquarius in December 2020. And what's interesting about that, for me at least, is Aquarius is my fifth house of creative expression. And this really marks the moment where I started seriously thinking about offering astrological services. Now, like many of you, I have the Chani app. I love it. I listen to my week ahead every Sunday. Actually, I've been reading the transcripts more lately, which I so appreciate that she has. But she was saying, think back to when Saturn entered Aquarius. Like, what has changed? What has come to fruition? And it really put me in a reflective mindset for my business and what I've been trying to create. It blew me away how far I've come. Because look, I'm so focused and I think a lot of us get in this mindset on what's next and how to build and how to grow that I often don't stop and look back at what I've already done. And when I stop and reflect, it's just wild to me how much both my inner world and outer worlds have changed since December 2020. One of the things that stands out to me the most, though, is how many times I changed my mind and how many times I felt frustrated with my progress and wondered if I was wasting my time. And I think, I was going to say I thank God, but honestly, I thank myself for not giving up. 
because ultimately it has worked. It has paid off. And again, there are more things I want to do. There's more I want to accomplish. I haven't reached the full vision yet. But at this point in time, I can confidently say, damn, I'm really fucking proud of myself. And we all deserve to have that. We all should feel that way about the work that we do, whether we're where we ultimately want to be or not. Because actually, that is how you trust the process. You take stock of what you've already done and you say, I'm making progress. I'm getting there. I know I will get there because I'm getting there right now, right? And so that's what I want to talk to you all about today is a little just behind the scenes of how I got to this place, how it's helped me trust my own process and be more patient with myself and where I'm at today. All right, so let's take it back to December 2020. I knew that I wanted to talk about and help people through astrology, but I was nowhere near ready to accept that. There was doubt, there was fear, there was imposter syndrome. It felt like, who am I to do that? Who's going to listen to me? I have no right to do that. And look, these weren't things I was actually saying to myself, but that was the feeling of it. Like, oh, I can't do that. And, you know, over the next six months, it was a process of me pushing back on that. Like, well, why not? Who are you not to do that? Why can't you help people through this modality? But it took six months to get there. And in the meantime, I pursued a different avenue of helping people because in 2020, like in December 2020, I knew that I needed to pursue an entrepreneurial and creative outlet that would allow me to help people. I had just ended my farmer's market business, which was Best Life Healthy Baking Company. I had started it during quarantine and I was selling healthy baked goods, like made with almond flour and stevia and whatnot. It was really fun, but it was a lot and it was not sustainable for one person to do. And it just wasn't what I wanted to do. You know, I had tried it and it was fun and then it wasn't. (laughs) What I realized is I like this aspect of helping people live a better life, but I don't want to like make baked goods. So that kind of came to a head at the end of 2020. And that's when I started my Instagram. All I knew at that time was I wanted to help people. And what I had just gone through was my sobriety journey. I stopped drinking at the end of 2019. So all through 2020, I was working through what that meant for me and how, you know, my lifestyle was different and and just me being okay with that. I was actually okay with being sober on like a I didn't really think about drinking that much level. It wasn't hard for me to physically stop drinking, but the lifestyle change was really hard. And especially because for me, it was a part of everything I did. It's a part of every family gathering. It's a part of damn near like every friend gathering. And that's no shade to my friends and family. That's just like something I had to deal with. 
being okay with not drinking when everyone else is. Because (laughs) at first it's hard because I was really self-conscious about that. No one was making me feel that way, but it was something I had to work through. So when I started my Instagram at the beginning of 2021, it was a sobriety support account. And I thought, I'm going to try to help people going through a sobriety journey accept and embrace their new lifestyle. I'm going to be a support for them. And I was really excited about that. Now, in the meantime, I had been a guest on a podcast where I shared my sobriety journey. And... There was a huge backlash from my family around me telling this story. The way I told it upset them and made them feel like I was like putting out the family or something like that. And that really sucked. It was very difficult for me to deal with that because to me, I was just telling my story. And to them, it was like treason, you know? So that made it hard for me to trust my voice. At least a part of me was like, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And then another part of me was like outraged that this was the reaction. Like, this is just me telling my story. What are you upset about? And luckily I listened to that second voice more and I kept going. But I did ultimately realize I don't know if this is it. Like, sobriety is important to me. It's important for me to talk about and support other people. It's something I really believe in. At the same time, it wasn't something that I wanted to talk about exclusively. I was starting to realize that in the spring of 2021. So finally, in May of 2021, I accepted the fact that I wanted to study astrology, that I wanted to offer astrological services to people, And I signed up for a formal one-year traditional astrology course. Now, I gotta say, making a bold choice like that, which it may not seem like a bold choice to you listening, but to me, it totally was. It was a radical reclamation of what I wanted to do and me saying, like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about this. I'm studying astrology. Because what I haven't mentioned is I was really worried about what people would think about me. And that's just me being honest. We all know that there's a stigma around astrology. Uh, There's judgment from others. And I was concerned (laughs) about being judged. So it was really a big deal for me to step into my power and say, I don't really give a shit if people don't like this, I'm doing it. Which is not to say I was boldly proclaiming to everyone that I was starting this astrology business. I was keeping it to myself and protecting it. And I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit. But for now, let me just say in May, I started taking the class. And by the summer, I was giving chart readings. Do I've had people ask me how I had the confidence to do that just starting off. And I have to say, it wasn't confidence. It was just me knowing that giving readings was the best way for me to learn. And I also wanted the feedback. And I wanted to know that this was something I was good at. You know, I didn't want to just start a business having no idea if this was something that would actually help people. So in the summer of 2021, I gave like over 20 chart readings, I think, 
which may not sound like a lot, but that's 20 hours of talking to people on Zoom. And that's not even including the 45 minutes to an hour I would spend prior to talking to people, looking at their charts and writing up the presentations I made for them and all of that. So it was a lot of time. I was also learning a lot. So in addition to my astrology class, I took a digital marketing class all about how to build a website, how to build a sales page, and how to share your offerings with people in a way that will resonate. So I was really doubling down on this entrepreneurial astrological journey. And I remember the new moon in Cancer in 2021 was conjunct my MC. So on that day, I launched my website, Cosmic Clarity. So I had (laughs) rebranded from what I was doing with my sobriety stuff to Cosmic Clarity. And I was so excited about it. It felt so aligned. It felt so right. My website looked like chef's kiss (laughs) to me anyway. I was just super proud of it. Put a lot of work into it. And I really just felt like I was making moves in the right direction. So that new moon in Cancer, it was somewhere in the middle of July, maybe the beginning of July. And about a month in, I was not getting clients. I had zero clients. I was still giving free chart readings to people just as a way to continue practicing and getting feedback, but no one had paid me to give them a reading. Now, I also was going back to work. So my day job as a high school English teacher was resuming at the beginning of August. And it was the first year that I was going to be back full time since COVID. So that, along with the fact that I had not received any paying clients, made me stop and rethink what I was doing. On the surface, I was really worried about my time. I did not anticipate how intense going back to work full-time would be. And I was like, damn, I don't know if I'm really going to have time to give chart readings. But also below the surface, because no one had booked a reading, there was a part of me that was like, okay, this is not it. And maybe part of that was insecurity. Part of that was being impatient. But there was also something about cosmic clarity that didn't feel totally aligned to me. It felt like I sort of rushed into it. Like, let me just have this website up. Let me just try to start making money. And as soon as it was in existence, it just was like, okay, there's something a little limiting about this. It didn't feel like what I was actually going for. I did want to offer astrological services. I did want to do chart readings. But there was something about cosmic clarity that didn't totally encapsulate what I was trying to do. So I stopped taking chart readings. And by that, I just mean I closed down my booking link. (laughs) I shut down my website. And I took the fall of 2021 to regroup. Now, I'm not going to lie. I did not feel good about what I was doing at that time. I was very confused. Like, I had just felt so good about this website I created, the direction I was heading in, and then all of a sudden it was like, nope, this isn't it. So that was really demoralizing. 
But again, there was this other voice. Just like when I published the podcast, there were sort of two dueling voices. One was like, oh my God, you have to stop doing this. Your family's mad at you. And the other was like, no, you can tell your story. And this is going to help a lot of people. Because one thing I didn't mention is for all the backlash I got from my family, there were just as many, if not more people that reached out and said, wow, I had no idea you went through this. I'm really happy for you. I'm really proud of you. And I've been thinking about drinking less too. So thank you for telling your story. People I hadn't talked to since high school, random strangers, like there was a lot of support as well. And something similar happened in this moment when I stopped Cosmic Clarity. There was that part of me that was like, this feels like a failure. <laughs> there was a lot of effort to get this up and running and now you just shut it down. But then there was another part of me that was like, actually, you had to do this so that you could know that this was not it. This is getting you closer to the thing you are trying to do. And if I hadn't done Cosmic Clarity the way I did, I wouldn't know that. So I leaned into that, thank goodness, because doing that helped me continue. Now, continuing in the fall of 2021 looked like taking more courses. I knew that the problem was I didn't have a clear vision for what I was trying to offer and who I was trying to help. So I took some classes, one of which was Notion for Magical Baddies. I took both classes that were offered that fall. The first one was the very first Notion for Magical Baddies. And if you're unfamiliar, this is offered by Holisticism. I've taken a lot of their courses and it really helped me. The second course that like really, really helped me was the Notion for Magical Baddies Systems and Spells. I think it was originally called Digital Altars, but the whole premise of it was creating a sustainable content creation plan that actually makes sense and is aligned with what you're trying to do. And so I just felt like that was going to help me get clear on who I was as a brand and what I was trying to do, what I was trying to help people with. So I remember going through some of the exercises in the course, and one of them was about your archetypes. So how do you present yourself on social media? What are you trying to embody as a brand? And one of the questions was, how do you want people to see you? My brain delivered the phrase self-help witch. And it was like instantaneous floodgates opened, angels singing. I knew immediately this was the thing. This is what I've been looking for. I wanted to talk about mysticism, spirituality, and self-help, and how all these things work together and are one and the same. I felt like that <laughs> math meme, you know, the lady with like all of the equations around her. Like it was just all coming together. So that was super exciting. This was, I guess, October of 2021. And I took my time. I spent a little more time kind of developing that for the rest of 2021. So by 2022, I was self-help witch on the internet. And this is when the podcast really started to come to the forefront. I knew I wanted a podcast back in April 2021, but I was so unclear of my vision and I was thinking about astrology that it was just not, I wasn't ready yet. So what finally got me from thinking about the podcast, wanting to do it, to actually publishing my first episode 
was the realization that I was going to keep changing my mind and that's okay. In fact, for me, the only way that I will ever feel confident about what I'm doing is to go through that process of trial and error. That the only way I'm going to know is by trying new things. And that as a manifesting generator, as a Pisces Gemini stellium person has been revolutionary for me. I have so many ideas and when I don't act on them, I feel stuck, I feel stunted, I feel indecisive. And it's only through attempting something that I can not just know if it's what I really want, but begin to articulate from there where I do want to go. And when I thought about it, that's really what the last few years had been. It's been me trying something and tweaking and then tweaking again and trying something different and tweaking that. And I'm still doing that. (laughs) One of the things I started doing right around the time I started my podcast was creating Notion templates for other entrepreneurs. I love making stuff on Notion. It's just so dynamic and it's like a fun hobby for me. I had a few people pay me to make them templates and I was like, oh, I could do this. It was from there that I started to realize, okay, actually my skills that I've cultivated from teaching and writing curriculum for the last decade are really valuable in digital business because what I know how to do intuitively now is take abstract concepts and translate them into tangible, articulate learning opportunities or material products. Really, the process of curriculum writing is is understanding the goal for the students and then breaking that down into the steps that you will take to get them there and how you're going to deliver the content in a way that makes sense to them, will resonate for them, and will ultimately get them from A to B. That is literally what any business is doing for their customer. They've got a journey that they're going on that the business or the coach or the practitioner is helping them get from A to B with. So I just realized in building these templates, I can help people articulate their expertise. I can help them translate what they know how to do really well into digital products like courses and workshops and eBooks. I can help people get clear on their digital business foundations. Who are you as a business and who are you here to help? And then how can you use what you are really great at, what your unique magic is to help the people you're meant to help get from A to B? It's literally the same thing as planning a curriculum and teaching. So I'm very excited about the possibilities for that. I really think I can help a lot of people and it feels so expansive for me because it is me living in my brilliance. Like what I love to do is create things and I can still help people through astrology as well, but this just feels like the missing piece that I've been looking for. At the same time, those two dueling voices are still here. There is that voice that's like, is this going to work? Who's going to pay you for that? Who are you to offer this kind of service? And it's easier for me now to ignore that voice because I've been doing it. I've got practice 
focusing on the inner cheerleader instead of the inner critic. The inner critic wants to stop you. It questions everything you do. It doesn't trust. And the inner cheerleader says, why don't you try and see? Why can't you do that? The more I try and see, the more validated I am because I am helping people do this. I've had a few consults that have gone really well and I believe now that this is a viable path for my business. But that inner critic doesn't just go away. Like it's a constant process of acknowledging the voice and saying, you know what, I'm choosing not to listen to you. And that can get really hard because I'm human too. And just like any of you listening, I get frustrated with what can feel like a lack of progress sometimes because my path has been such a winding (laughs) road down so many detours, it feels like. But what I've got to remind myself is these weren't detours. They were necessary different paths I had to take. It's like that phrase, all roads lead to the same truth. And it's true. It might feel like a detour and you might feel impatient. And the trick is remembering that you are still making progress. Even though it feels like you're taking 12 steps backward and nine steps sideways, it's all getting you closer and closer to the vision, to the dream. So that is why it's so critical to know how to trust the process because otherwise the steps you are taking that actually are getting you closer are going to feel like potentially failures or like you're distracted or you have no idea what you're doing. And you know what? You might have no idea what you're doing, but it is necessary sometimes to be in that space in order to figure out what you do want to do. So when you trust the process, you allow yourself to just try things and through trying those things, you get clear and you make progress. Now, trusting the process is a lot easier to do once you've been trying things for a little while because then you can look back and see how all of the things that maybe felt random actually got you closer and closer. And you start to build evidence. Like now I have testimonials I can look at. I have data I can look at. Like I have an email list and I have more people on my email list than I did this time last year. Things like that can really fortify and validate the path that you're on. But when you're just starting out, like for instance, when I pivoted from Cosmic Clarity, I really felt like I was just starting all over again. And you're kind of just operating on blind faith and trust in your vision. So how do you trust your process when you are just starting out and beyond? It really comes down to choosing to believe in the best for yourself. And again, the reality is there will always be that other voice, that inner critic that's going to criticize and question what you're doing, no matter how successful you are. Sometimes that part of you is very loud and the key is to choose to listen to the inner cheerleader, not the inner critic. And I will say it's also incredibly important to surround yourself with cheerleaders. Like for me, I didn't tell my family about Self Help Witch until this past summer because after what happened with me 
sharing my sobriety story on that podcast in 2021, I didn't know if they'd be supportive of me or not. And I knew that kind of energy would derail me. But I'm happy to report that I did share with them that I have studied astrology and that this is something I'm doing. And everyone was very supportive about it. So everything's good now. Everyone's made amends. And when I shared that with them, they a lot of them that I thought would make fun of me uh, actually asked me to look at their charts. So if anyone in my family is listening, hi, I love you. Thank you for your support. Now for you, here are some simple ways that you can cultivate your inner cheerleader if you're finding your inner critic is just being loud and obnoxious. So when you're feeling like you need to cultivate your inner hype man, your inner cheerleader, first you can list everything you've accomplished. And I want you to be very liberal with what you consider an accomplishment. I was chatting with someone uh, for a digital business consult and she was telling me that she was feeling really dejected, like she hasn't done anything because I asked her what she had tried in her business and she was like, I really haven't tried much. You know, I've got an email list, I've got an Instagram and I was like, okay, I need you to recognize what you have done because setting up your email list is a big step, right? Like to actually go online and sign up and put money down and then have people on your email list, that takes a lot of effort. And it takes a lot of pushing through the inner critic. So you need to recognize that as an accomplishment because a lot of people don't even get that far. Anything you've done that's gotten you closer to where you wanna be, that is an accomplishment. That is something to celebrate. That is something you should be proud of. And anytime the inner critic is loud, I want you to look at that list of accomplishments and remember everything you've done, okay? Because even if you've just started, literally the fact that you've started is something to be excited about. If you got on Squarespace and bought a plan, you should be proud of that. If you created a new Instagram, you should be proud of that. If you've told a friend that this is something you wanna do, You should be proud of that because you've spoken it into existence and you've therefore begun the path toward making this a reality. Now, the other thing you can do if you're feeling overwhelmed by this inner critic is don't be afraid to take a break. Sometimes with our businesses, there's this sense of urgency to quote unquote, be successful. What's up capitalism? And what I found is that mentality is so poisonous to your creativity and ultimately your best work. And I feel it too. Like I am not immune to this. It For me, it's a felt sense. It's a uh, somatic experience of urgency where there's this like hamster wheel is what it feels like. This, this movement, I, I wish you could see my hands. It's like this wheel that's moving really quickly in my solar plexus and my heart where I feel like I have to do something. Like I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. I need to be doing X, Y, Z. And if you start to feel that way and you have the awareness to notice it, the best thing you can do is the opposite of what you feel like you need to do. And that is take a break. Allow yourself some space so that you can explore where that's coming from. Most of the time, I think that feeling comes from the inner critic. That is really the inner critic's way of saying, this is not good enough. And again, if you are doing anything to get yourself closer to the vision you're you're bringing into reality, it is enough. 
period. Now, when you actually feel stuck, like, okay, I've hit a wall here, that is also time for a break. Because when this happens, you're usually so close to whatever is obscuring your vision that you can't see it clearly. And by that, I mean, like, imagine you were literally physically stuck and you were like one inch away from a concrete wall. You can't see what's blocking you. You have to back away so that you can see, oh, there's a wall here. I can go around it this way, that way. I can climb over it. That is the same thing you can do when you're feeling stuck in your business. Taking a break is going to give you the space you need to see the situation for what it is. It's going to give you some clarity around what's actually keeping you feeling this way. Now, I will say I would highly recommend taking an intentional rest here. So not like a Netflix binge, not a scrolling binge, which is tempting. Trust me, I know. But what you really want to do here is do something that's going to clear your mind. Like for me, my favorite things for this are yoga, some other kind of physical activity, going for a walk, sitting on my deck, or just going to a park. And in fact, this is probably not the best suggestion, but for me, I love to drive. I can't really do that a whole lot with gas being as expensive as it is, but driving is very therapeutic for me. But anything that helps you kind of gain perspective, gives your brain some fresh air, literally or figuratively, is going to help you see all of the ways that you can work through this thing that's making you feel stuck. Now, my last piece of advice I have, I'm stealing from Shay Coulee, one of my favorite queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. By the way, if you have not seen All Stars 7, I need you to literally stop listening right now and go watch it. It's on Paramount Plus. It is so fucking good. So there was an episode in All Stars 7 where the queen's challenge was to give a graduation speech. And Shay talked about how she decided one day in, I think, middle school to sit at the cool kids table during lunch and how the kids tried to shade her, of course, like, oh, my God, why are you sitting here? But she just did it anyway. And she closes her speech with this. She says, there can be 99 people in a cafeteria, but all you need is one person to believe in you. And sometimes that person is you. When she said that, I audibly gasped. That is so fucking potent and powerful. When all else fails, and this is really the root of how to trust the process, believe in yourself. It may take longer than you want. There may be a hell of a lot of detours and confusion, but it's a goddamn guarantee that if you don't give up and you choose to believe in yourself despite all of the (laughs) bullshit swirling in your mind, you will get there. Put yourself where you want to be every day in your mind. Take the steps you can take each day to get there and believe it's true until it is. So that's it, y'all. That is the show for today. I hope that it reinvigorated your faith for the vision you have for your life, that it helped you remember everything you've accomplished and 
renewed your sense of optimism, that it is not only possible, but inevitable that you will achieve the vision you have for your life as long as you keep making steps each day, no matter how seemingly small they are, everything is leading you in the direction that you have for yourself. Let me know what you thought of this episode. DM me on Instagram at selfhelpwitch. Uh, Check out my website. I just redid it, selfhelpwitch.com. I got a new little aesthetic. I'm feeling good about it. (laughs) Let me know what you think. Um, Until next time, I love you. Keep going. Goodbye.